Yes, sir. It's your boy, Jelani Reed. And welcome into the latest edition of Read Between the Lines. That is RBTL. Make sure to follow at the RBTL show on Instagram. And be sure to also follow at Northside Talks underscore on Instagram for all your sports news. But today, there's no sports. We have just seen a week of hurt, of pain, of sorrow, but also of unity. Also of division. It's been a long week. Monday, May 25th, um, Memorial Day, in fact, George Floyd passed away. So... I want to first say rest in peace George Floyd We Are just We're shook We're disappointed um, That he had to go this way And we've seen the video We've seen it But We are moving In the right direction I see a lot of people Understanding what Is really going on here So that's what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about what is really happening right now. Okay, we have George Floyd's death. We have that. But aside from that point, we have black people who, again, we are hurting. We want to be heard for once. So today I will be discussing George Floyd. I will be discussing Colin Kaepernick because you know what? He was right all along. And also, I will be discussing my life as a black man. Okay? Because a lot of you guys that are listening are not black. So your life is different. I want to tell you about my experience. So be ready. The song of the day, I, I had to use this one. I had to. It's one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar songs. Top five Kendrick song. The Black or the Berry. He goes off in this one and he is basically discussing what I'm going to talk about today as a black man. What I have to go through. So sit back for half an hour plus of me going in. Not holding anything back today. I will be discussing things that you didn't really know about that I have to go through. And also talking about some black history and, again, Colin Kaepernick and also Drew Brees, what he had to say yesterday. He did apologize, but we will be uh, talking about that today. So sit back, relax, and let's go. So the big one of today's episode will be surrounding... Um, the matter of George Floyd, uh, Colin Kaepernick as well. So I will be mixing those two together. Um, It's different than uh, the regular shows I usually do where we have one huge topic and then everything else during the daily countdown. Well, there's no daily countdown today. I will be just discussing this topic. Okay, so we obviously know that George Floyd passed away um, after being arrested Um, using counterfeit money that's what um, caused this stir and then 
you watch the video and you see he never resisted arrest. Okay, and this is very important to note because as a black man, I know, do not resist. Do not. Because if you resist, you don't know if you're going to go home. Right? You follow each and every order that the cop gives you. That's what I've learned. That's what I know to do. And George did that. Right? And still. By the force of three officers and another officer who was just there watching this unfold didn't do anything. We saw from another angle when when uh, Floyd was on the ground, one was on his legs, one was on his back. Okay, and then obviously Derek Chauvin was unfortunately um, on George Floyd's neck. Um, we did not and never do want to see that, but you know it, it sucks. It sucks that we're here again. Nearly three minutes of him on the ground. Okay. Out of a total of 8 minutes and 45 seconds, he was unresponsive. Okay? Was this necessary? Derek Chauvin? Well, he was charged Friday with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. Okay? Manslaughter, obviously, is like a crime of killing someone without malice. Okay? And third degree, according to Minnesota law, is basically when there's no intent. Okay, so that's basically the meaning of third degree. Well, it's now been upgraded to second degree. And the other cops also got charges too for aiding this murder, for helping, right? And you know what? I'm glad because there's no way you could see enough to fire them but not see enough to charge them. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it did take a while. I know they said, oh, this is the quickest we've tackled the issue when they um, gave the third degree, the initial third degree sentence. Sorry, not sentence, the uh, charge. They were like, yeah, this is the quickest we've, uh, we've ever done this. Hey, it took us too long. It took too long. We saw it. If it was enough to, uh, to fire, it was enough to handcuff and to give out some charges, right? So yes, I'm. I'm right now. I'm feeling good about um, about what has happened recently with the charges upgrading, and these protests now. Um, it's it's been something unique. I have never seen something like this before, and a lot of people have compared this to the LA riots in. Um, the 90s when, you know, obviously March 3rd, 1991, Rodney King, um, he was violently beaten by LAPD officers during his arrest, which resulted, which resulted, excuse me, in the LA riots because, um, it was the trial. It was, it was, um, the fact that the cops got away with it, right? And it caused an uproar, a huge uproar. And now we see this again playing out. George Floyd. Look, I'm telling you, the sentence, the conviction, it needs to be there. If not, <laughs> I mean, USA's done. You know what I'm saying? And plus, on top of this matter, 
and Chauvin had 18 complaints already, right? So there's something fishy here. But all I'm praying for at this moment is that he is dealt with and that all those cops are dealt with. Karma will come their way. Okay. For me though, personally, it hurts. It hurts to see another unarmed black man dead. Because of what? Counterfeit money? He says it was real. They had a bit of an issue and then it just it just boiled up into something else. And don't forget the black woman who've been killed for no reason as well. Do not forget them as well. Okay? It hurts because I see that the color of my skin causes those to be afraid of me, to have a certain opinion about me, and the color of my skin, according to these videos I see, Sandra Bland, Eric Garner, the Timmy Rice, Philando Castile, All these names. There's so many more. And so many more we don't even know about. I see that. And I see the color of my skin is a death sentence. It hurts. It does. It really does. And I look at it. And you know what? This is a time where we need to join together. And we're seeing that through these protests. Even though there are looters and people who are doing foolishness for no reason, who are just there because they're bored, because they have nothing to do, because COVID came and maybe they're out of a job and they're just sitting at home. But throughout all of that, we have peaceful protesting going on, spreading the word of Black Lives Matter, spreading the word of no justice, no peace. I love that. And it's not just black people. That's what I love as well. We are trying to form something here. We are trying to move towards the right direction. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate all those who are trying to showcase their feelings of anger towards what has gone on towards people who are just, they're innocent, right? They're innocent and they're black. And being black should not be a death sentence. It shouldn't. Okay. So I look at this right now and I'm like, yo, America specifically, do we prefer kneeling on a sideline or on a man? Think about that. Chauvin versus Kaepernick. What do we prefer? So we have an uproar when a guy side on the sideline takes a knee. Right? Because that's that's not American. That's not what we're about. We're supposed to stand for that anthem. Be proud of it. 
And yet, when a cop is kneeing, kneeling sorry, on a black man, which one do you prefer? Which one do you prefer, America? Why do we go off about saying violence isn't the answer, but meanwhile, that notion isn't placed on cops who kill blacks repeatedly? Why is your president... Donald Trump stating something that was uttered against blacks during the civil rights era. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Why is he saying that? Why? Does this make your America great again? America, are you really a country with cops who serve and protect or serve and protect their own? And yes, I'm talking about the whites who are killing innocent black men and women. I am. Because we, we, we here, they are here to serve and protect. And don't get me wrong, there are good cops. We know this. We, we've seen this. There are good people up in there. But there are so many who have these misconceptions about black people or these opinions about black people. Malice intense towards them. Okay? We've seen this. We even saw there was something, I, I don't know where he's from, but there was a cop who had some, what, um, KKK registration papers in his house. Excuse me? Hello? Do you see the issue? Do you see it? America, do you support that president who calls these these protesting situations and many of them being peaceful, by the way? Thuggery? He called us thugs. Okay. Meanwhile, when white people are going after everyone saying we don't want to wear masks, we want haircuts, we want to go out, without worrying about COVID-19 and saying all these things angrily to the police, not peacefully, angrily, getting up in their faces and still they're not touched. They're not pushed around. They're not shot with rubber bullets. Are those thugs? I mean, come on. Are the cops who are beating people up with their batons Acting like they're on some, what, David Ortiz or Barry Bonds vibe, swinging at peaceful protesters. Aren't those thugs too? Or am I mistaken? Shooting people for no reason with the aforementioned rubber bullets that hurt like hell, aren't those thugs in your eyes? Why are you shooting people for no reason? just get them out of the way these are and I'm talking about the peaceful protesting right now people who aren't burning down things who aren't um, causing havoc and still why does it take us burning down buildings and being all over the streets of our cities in order for us to be heard So, America, why is it that we are revisiting public killings of black men and women? When will this stop? 
America, what are you going to do to change this? What are you going to do? I would love to see it. And Canada needs to take note too. We're not innocent. Don't think Canada is any different, okay? There's a lot of racism here, all right? You might not see it because a lot of it is um, closeted. And lots of two-faced people live here. A lot of two-faces, okay? They look at you in the face, all nicey-nicey, turn and talk bad about you. Talk about your, your, your family. Talk about your culture. Talk about the color of your skin. Being a cause for pause, okay? So don't act like it's not here too. Don't get me started on the way Canada has treated indigenous peoples ever since the Europeans got here. Okay? Don't let me go into that because that could take us, what, three episodes for crying out loud. That's even before I get to the maltreatment of black people. So don't think we are any different. We all have to change. We all have to unite together to make things right for our upcoming generation, for the next generation. We don't want to see this again. We don't. Why is it that we are revisiting this issue? I remember when I was 12, Trayvon Martin. That was the first time I was like, what is going on? Does this actually happen? And then years down the line, years down the line, you see more and more and more names. We are more than statistics. I am more than a statistic. Do you feel me? I am more than just another unarmed black man who is killed for everyone to see. My skin color should not be a damn death sentence. Do you feel me? I am proud of who I am and it will remain that way. But I personally, I'm not fearful, but I am quite concerned for my children and my own life because you don't know if you're coming back home. Whether you're in America or Canada, doesn't matter. It's because they are afraid of the melanin. They see it as a threat. Okay? And this brings me to Colin Kaepernick. This brings me right to Colin Kaepernick. He obviously um, started his peaceful protests by sitting. He actually started by sitting. Then he chose to kneel during the anthem. This was around um, 2016, following Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, Freddie Gray, Eric Garner, um, Philando Castile, and others leading up to that point. And this was also the year that Trump was um, about to head in office, right? He wanted to protest the way, you know, we've been treated for so long. It was never about the anthem. Trust me. I knew this from the start. He didn't have to say it. I knew he was doing this for the right reason. 
he wanted people to understand how is that we as Americans, I know I'm Canadian, but I'm speaking in in terms of like if I was Colin Kaepernick, he was trying to say, how is it that I'm standing for this 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 anthem and this flag? How am I honoring this this country who treats me this way and has treated me this way since I got here? Okay. Last year was actually the 400th anniversary of the first slaves being brought to the United States. This was 1969. Sorry, 1619, my bad. 1619, 400 years ago. We all know and have learned about what went on during the slavery era. And for those who don't know, we were fine in Africa. We were rich, civilized, and then the Europeans, they saw our potential, they took us away. And no, they didn't say, hey, hey buddy, come, let's go, let's go um, across the water. No, it was violent. It was torture. The ships locked up, no breathing room, on top of each other, couldn't go to the washroom anywhere, People couldn't survive on those ships. Some people hopped off the ship and went, they, they said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't bear this. When we got to North America, it wasn't any better. We were working for what? For free. Barely any pay. So, Cap is like, how am I going to honor this country that doesn't honor me? From the get-go, decades and centuries of that cruelty of slavery, being sold, being auctioned, being beaten, being raped, being whipped. Being treated like less than. just for us to lead to Jim Crow. After all that time, it led us to Jim Crow. For those who don't know, throughout the 1830s and 40s, the white entertainer um, Thomas Dartmouth Rice, he performed a popular song and dance act that was modeled after a slave. And he named that character Jim Crow. So after slavery, they installed this separate, separate but equal kind of setup to disenfranchise and remove political and like economic gains made by black people during the reconstruction period following slavery and this meant the segregation of public schools um, public places transportation um, segregation of restrooms you've seen the pictures restaurants were white only or black or, or colored right drinking fountains even they had the nice ones for whites, colored. It's not good water. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't good. Okay. They wanted us to feel like we were equal, but we were not. We did not get the same luxuries as they did. Then this led us to the civil rights movements. Um, you know, obviously to combat racial discrimination 
figures like Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, uh, Malcolm X. We know of those people. Let, let me teach you some others. There's also others. And I recommend you guys look this up. You read upon it. You watch docs about it. Marcus Garvey, he was um, a public speaker for the Black nationalism and pan-Africanism movements. And he founded the Universal Negro Improvement Association and African Communities League. His um, pan-African ways of thinking and like his philosophies would eventually inspire others from the nation of Islam to the Rastafari movement, right? And also we have John Lewis. Um, he was a freedom writer. Um, he joined Martin Luther King in the civil rights movement and he was elected to Congress in 86. And he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2011. Right? He's still alive today. Also, Jesse Jackson, he's alive today as well. He became a leading national spokesman for African Americans during that time. And he was involved, obviously, with the civil rights movement. And he was also close to MLK. We see W.E.B. Dubois. Uh, Dubois, he co-founded the NAACP, obviously the National Association for the Advancement of Colored Peoples in 1909 and he in fact he was the first african-american to earn a phd from harvard that was in 1895 the black panther party huey p newton bobby seal um they would challenge the police brutalities going on against people of the african-american community so we have we've made it a long way from slavery right then later on and later on, until now, we see police brutality. I say that we made it a long way, but we have so much more to do. We are not even close to where we want to be. Because nowadays, we still see things like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Maude Arbery happen to us. Do you understand this? Yes, we get to live. We have rights now. We, we, we're, we're treated better than we were before, but we're also maltreated at the same time. There's also maltreatment here. Do you understand this? Do you know what I'm saying right now? And here's, here's a post that I saw on Instagram today. It was very interesting. So it's called the Black Holocaust. And no, it's not trying to compare with the real Holocaust, okay? It's not. But look at this. 246 years of slavery. 1619 to 1865. 99 years of Jim Crow law, 1865 to 1964, 86 years of lynching, 1882 to, eight, to um, 1986, 14 years of civil rights fight, 1954 to, six, uh, sorry, to 68, and police brutality is to date, aka it's still going on, aka we're still treated like a lesser people. AKA, we are treated oftentimes like we're uncivilized, like we don't have rights, like we don't have the basic human right. The land of the free. Where are we free? When are we free? How are we free? This is our past, and this is what we are right now talking about we're talking about us needing to be free in 2020 are you kidding me 
you would think we would make movements by now. I guess not. So Kaepernick did these protests for a reason. And guess what? No one signed him because they were scared. They were scared about the drama, about the press in their locker rooms. They as in these owners. And let's be real. Out of 32 teams, 31 of these owners are Caucasian. They were scared of doing the right thing. And also, Shad Khan. I'm not going to leave him out of this. He's a minority owner. The Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguars owner. He's the only owner who isn't white in the NFL. The only minority owner. He didn't do anything either. These guys did not want to do what's right. And also, side note, I haven't really heard that much from um, some NFL teams making statements this past week. Very interesting. Some have done the Blackout Tuesday, but haven't done a real statement. Very, very interesting. So what I'm trying to say to you is, Cap did these protests for the right reason. Everyone was scared to sign him because they're scared of, again, the drama or the press asking him, bombarding him with questions, bombarding teammates and coaches about questions if he would kneel or not. But guess who was signed? In the meantime, Mike Glennon, David Fales, Matt Barkley, Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith, Josh Johnson, EJ Manuel, Aaron Murray, Chase Daniel, TJ Yates, Blaine Gabbert, who was a bust, Matt McGloin, Austin Davis. Who are these guys? Kaepernick went to a, a Super Bowl. Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl. He was an incompletion away. From possibly winning that Super Bowl. Do you understand this? He was a rising star. He didn't have to do this. But he saw the injustice we were dealing with. And we are dealing with. Why am I surprised though? That all those names. All those guys who I don't even know. Like I couldn't name you half of the backups in the NFL right now. Because they're no names. They're no names. Let's be honest. Why am I surprised though? This is a league who fails to give um, black people much deserved positions of authority. Okay, we're we have guys who have earned head coaching, GM positions as well, but they don't get them. And there's no black owner in the league. There's few Latino coaches in the league. Why is that? This is a league 70% black. I'm not surprised. But this speaks to institutionalized racism. This is something I, I always talk about. Okay? Like I said, Cap, he went to the Super Bowl. Do you know how hard it is to make the Super Bowl? Okay. He was a few plays away from winning that Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> he was a rising star, like I said before. People knew who he was. I know after that Super Bowl and after making those consecutive NFC Championship games, he, he became a bit average, but he was way better than those names I mentioned prior. And he's still, I know he's still better than half of the backups in the league right now. We aren't even saying he has to start. Okay, just give him a chance, man. But no, no one wants to see that he was doing it for all the right reasons. All these people think he was doing it because of the flag. It was never about 
the flag. And we know he's being blackballed. But you know what? He did the right thing. That's all that matters. He did the right thing and he knows that. And we know that. And that's what matters. We applaud Colin Kaepernick. We thank Colin Kaepernick. Because he was literally talking about these things. Things that happened last week. A few months ago. Maude Arbery. uh, Breonna Taylor. He was talking about this stuff four years ago. Four years ago. And look where we are now. Saying his name once again because he was right. And... There was a report of former NFL executive, now turned CNN correspondent Joe Lockhart. He says the Minnesota Vikings, um, they should sign Colin Kaepernick. Why? Well, the Floyd death happened in Minnesota, Minneapolis, excuse me. Um, And in light of this death, he says um, Kaepernick should be signed. He says for many owners it always came back to the same thing. Signing Kaepernick, they thought, was bad for business. And the problem is these owners and the league, in my opinion, they were carrying on with this racial injustice and institutionalized racism every single day he wasn't playing. They were carrying on with that. Because you know he has talent. You know that he deserved a shot. We knew and know he's good enough to to be at minimum, okay, minimum a backup. I didn't say third string. We know he he way better than being a third string. At minimum, he should be a backup right now. It's not even it's not even a question. He's still pretty young, right? What is he thirty? It's not bad. He doesn't even have to start, okay. If you don't want him to start, don't don't. Let him start, but have him on the team because signing these random guys who haven't proven, who haven't done a thing, okay, haven't done a thing. Some haven't even done a thing in college football, let alone the NFL. Haven't proven anything. Haven't earned anything in the league. They get an opportunity. Ah, you hate to see it, man, and. In Roger Goodell's statement regarding the murder, he said, There remains an urgent need for action. We recognize the power of our platform in communities and as part of the fabric of American society. We embrace that responsibility and are committed to continuing the important work to address these systemic issues together with our players, clubs, and partners. Stop it. And the 49ers... Kaepernick's old team, they posted a Blackout Tuesday post the other day in support of Black Lives Matter and no justice, no peace. Stop it. Stop it. I don't want to see it. Stop it, NFL. Stop it, 49ers. I don't want to hear that. I love the product. NFL, I love the product. I love football. Favorite sport. But the league makes no sense. 49ers, you had the guy. Now you're going to post this. Makes no sense. Where was this energy prior? Thought so. It was nowhere. Okay? All these people said, Cap's doing the bad thing. He's doing a bad thing. Okay? 
He's making the NFL look bad by kneeling during the anthem. We need to get him out of here. I don't want to hear that, okay? I don't want to hear that... Um, I don't want to hear that the NFL says, oh, we have a responsibility um, at this point. I don't want to hear that. Because you, NFL, you guys are being contradictory. I don't want to hear that at all. Where was his energy when Kaepernick was kneeling? You didn't have his back then. Don't have our backs now. Stop it. This is about racial issues. This whole thing. But moreover, this is about human rights. Basic human rights. And pain I have. Pain we have. Due to being us, to sorry, for us, um, you know, to be treated this way is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This is what we're fighting for. We're fighting for human rights right now, okay? That brings me to my next point. You guys don't get it. You just don't. I am black. Capital B, thank you very much. I am black. I'm proud of it. I would not change a thing about myself. But there are times where I'm like, man, they hate the melanin. So let me tell you, okay, let's try something out here to see if you have privilege or not. When you walk in a store, as soon as you put your, your, your foot in the store, are you watched from then until you walk out, are you watched? Are you bombarded with questions? Hey man, how are you doing? Hey man, are you looking for something? Are you having trouble finding something? You might get nah, a few of those. I get a lot of those. Let me tell you. Let's say I'm going to Zara. Let's say I'm going to a high-end store. If I'm in there too long, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to get out of here. Because they're going to think I'm stealing something. If I'm looking for a specific shirt at a store and I don't find it in a good amount of time, I'm like, to myself, I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here because I look suspicious looking through every single aisle of the store. I got to get out before something happens, before they ask me more questions, before they they have, you know, this misconception that I'm trying to steal. I don't steal. A lot of us don't steal. But and but the thing is is that I get watched, right? Another thing. So, I have this fancy uh coat from Zara actually. And you know, I walk downtown with it on and you know I'm wearing my Aldo shoes or wearing some nice boots jeans and and I bring my briefcase with my laptop this is on the way to school because I go to Ryerson right I get watched when I'm on the subway in this fancy outfit I get watched and I know in their head they're like how did he afford that do you get watched when you're wearing something nice and, not, and I'm not talking about people watching you saying, oh, but man, you look fine. No, I'm talking about people thinking, how did he afford that? 
do you get watched like that? I do. I have to work twice as hard. You see, the interview to get into sport media, right? It was something where I had to go above and beyond. That whole process of, 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 of applying, sending in my answers to certain questions and my answers during the actual interview, I had to be on the ball or else I was not going to get in. You have to be twice as good if you're me, if you are black, capital B. That's just what it is. Do you have to work twice as hard? Do you have to go over and over and over each question, each possible question when you're practicing the day before your interview? Yeah, some of you do that. But I have to do it like I'm studying for some test, man. It's different. Because if I mess up one time, you don't know if you're getting that shot. You don't know. And once you're in it, once you're in a position, once you're in a program, you have to work just as hard as everyone else, but harder to remain there and to impress your peers. Right? When you're on public transit, you're sitting there and let's say there's four seats like on the train, right? Go train. Let's say there's four seats around you. They're all empty. The whole train is busy that day. It's rush hour. Everyone's standing up. People all over the place sitting down. There's a few spots next to you to sit. People are walking past you, right? They look at the seats. They're like, oh, snap. Free spot. This this bus is busy. This train is busy. I might as well sit. They look at me. They're like, okay, never mind. Do you face that? No, you might not. Okay. When you want to wear a jersey and you're wearing some pants and a backwards hat, if my pants are too low and I'm walking a certain way that's game they're going to think I'm a bad guy they're going to think I'm a thug is that the case for you when you're just simply wearing a jersey and some jeans or whatever in a backwards hat but for me I have to watch out the way I talk the way I walk A lot of people don't understand what we have to go through and what I have to go through on a daily basis. Some people think that I don't deserve to be where I'm at in terms of being in a very high-end program at Ryerson University. Some people, when I speak, they're very impressed. They're like, oh my goodness, Jelani, wow, you sound white. Why? Because I speak proper English? 
What, you don't expect that from a black man? Again, when I dress nice, because I know how to dress. <laughs> when I dress nice, I get looks. They're like, how did he afford that dress shirt? Who does this guy think he is walking around with this trench coat acting like he's top notch? When I go somewhere, I must be aware of my surroundings. Is that the same case for you? At night, if I'm wearing a hoodie and I'm walking home, do you I'm asking you, do you fear that you might just be carded or asked a few questions? Like, son, where are you going? This is the case for me. It's never happened to me yet. But when I do actually wear a hoodie, it's happened plenty of times. I've worn a black hoodie. It might be raining that day. Who knows, or it might just be cold, I don't know. I've worn a hoodie, walking normally, either heading home or I don't know where I'm going, but I've gotten looks. And these aren't, again, these aren't the looks of, oh man, he's attractive. No, these are looks like, is he going to do something to me? I've walked on sidewalks where, yes, I get looks, or... People move further away from me. Is this the case for you? So, I want you to understand it's different for me. It's different. This is just a few things. These are just a few things I go through. Because of the color of my skin. Okay? Just a few. There are plenty more. But if you have that privilege, okay, of not having to deal with what I deal with, you must understand it's different for me. It's different. So talk about us needing to revolt. We need justice, man. We are tired. I am tired. No justice, no peace, man. It is criminal to teach a man to not defend himself when he is the constant victim of brutal attacks. And that is Malcolm X. And that, that points to this these protests. Because it did get a bit wild. It did, I can't lie. Past few days. It's toned down a bit, but it has gotten wild. But... We are fighting for something way more than what you think. It's been far too long. We built this nation for free. We built it up. Y'all took us away from our homeland to bring us here. We built it up. And why are we fighting? We're fighting for the basic human right to live. Do you feel me?
let me move to Drew Brees before I wrap things up. So he said yesterday um, in an interview, he says, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. So he was asked about Colin Kaepernick and, and the kneeling, um, you know, the protesting that happened a few years ago, like I spoke about before. To Drew Brees, do not shift the narrative. Please don't. All right. Look, he did apologize. He did. One part of it says that um, it breaks my heart to see the pain I've caused. I recognize that I should do less talking and more listening. And when the black community is talking about their pain, we need to all listen. Look. Hello. Drew Brees. First of all, you play in New Orleans. You know how black that place is? You know how many black people wear your jersey? He should have thought about it before he opened his mouth. He's a smart guy. Drew Brees is a smart guy. And he has worked um, with um, communities in need. He has. He's a good guy. He's just smarter than this, though. He's blinded by his privilege. Yes, he apologized. Yes, the Saints had a team meeting. Yes, Malcolm Jenkins called him out. His teammate, LeBron James, Steven Jackson, Jamal Adams, Josh Jacobs, his teammate who catches all of his passes, Michael Thomas. They all spoke out against it. Even Aaron Rodgers said it was never about the flag. It was never about the anthem. It was not. Can you please, guys, you know who stirred the pot? It was Trump, okay? Let's be real. He was the one that stirred the pot and said, oh, Kaepernick is a SOB, okay, for kneeling during the anthem of the United States of America. He's disrespecting our flag. No, Trump, it was never about that. Again, it was about the injustice we've suffered. I spoke about slavery. I spoke about Jim Crow. I spoke about civil rights. And I spoke about police brutality. We've gone through all this, okay? We've gone through all of it. Kaepernick was trying to shed light on the fact that we need to change. We need to be a nation who wants change. It was never about the anthem. So, Drew Brees, please do not shift the narrative. We aren't here for the flag or to diss the military. His grandparents, he said his grandfather, um, worked and served in the military. Guess what? There were blacks who were right next to him. So this is not us trying to diss the military. It's not us trying to diss the flag. This is a matter regarding our lives and them being taken and our voice needing to be heard. Do you feel me, ladies and gentlemen? It was never about the flag. I don't want to hear anything about the flag, okay? Leave the flag alone. It wasn't about that. And if you want to say it was about the flag or the anthem, look up the lyrics of the anthem. And then after you do that, look at the history that black people have had to go through ever since they were brought to the United States. Now you see what Kaepernick is trying to talk about. He's saying this is injustice. Okay. And, and, and. 
at this point, we need Caucasian figures like Drew Brees, the big major Caucasian figures. We need them to help us. Use your platform in a positive light. Why? Because with them, we could, um, we could definitely help make change come faster. Because if they realize what's going on, oh my goodness, we could see improvement. We've seen it. Jonathan Taves has, has, has uh, spoken out. Carson Wentz has spoken out. Um, who else? Braden Holtby, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. These are huge white figures in sports, obviously, who have spoken and used their platform in a good way. He needs, and Drew, you need to use your awareness better. You have great awareness on the field when you're throwing the football, but off the field, you need to understand that there is a bigger issue than what you uttered out. And I know he apologized. I get that. But there is a bigger issue here. When he goes to battle with his black teammates, again, the league is 70% black. Once they take that helmet off and leave the facility or leave the stadium, they are like us. They have to go through the same things that we have to go through. Those misconceptions, those opinions, the maltreatment. They go through it as well. You need to understand this, Drew Brees. You're smarter than that. You're smarter than that. And hey, people in New Orleans were, were seen saying F Drew Brees in their protest yesterday. I thought I'd never see that in my life. picture is it just sucks man it sucks that death again has us to be at this part you know what i'm saying like it sucks that it takes the death of george floyd and us having to go throughout the streets everywhere and some people burning things up for us to be heard you you all listen to us, but I don't know if you've ever heard us. And now we need you all to hear us, be with us. We're going in the right direction. I believe so. I do. But we have such a long way to go. I don't want my children to be seeing more Sandra Bland's, more Eric Garner's, more Trayvon Martin's, more Freddie Gray's, more Ahmaud Arbery's, more George Floyd's. I don't. I don't even want to see anymore. We need to educate ourselves. Please educate yourselves. If you don't know about us, if you don't know about our history, about what we've gone through, America and Canada, because it's not innocent up here. I'm telling you this right now. It's a beautiful country. I love Canada. But we have a ways to go. Listen to shows. Watch shows. Listen to podcasts. Watch documentaries. There are so many about our past here in North America and in Africa. There's so many things you could learn about. Sign petitions. Donate. And if you don't have money, do those petitions. Share your feelings share your thoughts hear the feelings of people who are going through it 
like myself. I've told you some of my experiences, what I have to go through. I have to work twice as hard as all of you guys. I get looks all the time. If I'm dressed nice, I get looks. People are like, how did you afford that? He's black, there's no way. When I open my mouth and they hear I can speak proper English, they're like, there's no way. When they see I made a program who have, what, only what, 70 people in there? There's like, there's no way. He can't be that smart. He can't be that talented, that skilled. And once I'm in there, I need to work twice as hard as you guys. If I don't dress, dress properly, if I'm wearing things a tiny bit saggy, I'm seen as a thug. I need to watch what I say in public. I need to watch what I do in public. I can't do anything wrong or else I'm at risk because they see the color of my skin as a threat. I'm not a threat. I'm not a statistic. I'm not gonna be someone who was shot for no reason or killed for all to see for no reason just because of the color of my skin. I'm proud to be black. I'm proud, okay? And if you're not black, I'm telling you this right now. We need you. We need you right now. People who are for Black Lives Matter, we need you right now to make a difference. Thank you. So thank you so much for listening to the show. I went on a bit longer than expected, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I just wanted you guys to hear me out to hear my thoughts, my feelings towards this matter. I hope things um, will be better. Um, I hope that we make positive change. Um, And you know what? This is not just for us. This is for our future. Our future and, you know, our, our future generations, you know, our children and their children and their children's children, you know? We need to start now. And I appreciate everyone who's been on social media and and going out and about and doing the right thing. Educate yourselves, please. Be sure to listen to the RBTL show. Um, I will be having an episode on the NBA's return. I know they, they, uh, they did announce that they're coming back. I'm so happy about that. My next show will be about that, but be sure to, again, follow at the RBTL show on Instagram. And don't forget www.brbtlshow.com, another article about LeBron James and what his documentary will look like after he retires. That article will be up really soon. Thank you so much.